Um, so welcome everyone. Would you believe it's week 11? Hmm. 11th session. Um, I'm finding it kind of hard to believe. It almost feels like normal life for me. I don't know about anyone else. But um, let's see how you've all been. So, Malcolm, do you want to start? How was, how was your week? Uh, actually, what you just said about if it's beginning to feel like normal life um, actually hit something in my head, and that is I'm amazed. I think Donald. Like, oh, yeah. That when I um, tune in for, for this um, radio program, it is beginning to feel normal so I, I understand that completely um and that's really interesting it's taken me by surprise but nevertheless uh, it's great um how's my week been well my, my week has been sort of not quite as nice as what i just said about being feeling normal um, um for about two to three days i i, I my life my my i reverted back to um ha having um a really disruptive sleep pattern and some really incredibly vivid dreams and not necessarily of, of um, a nice subject matter. And then I got over that and the last couple of days have been the opposite, have been really nice. I've slept well and I've had some really, um, I think I have to say, beautiful dreams. So I, I'm sort of beginning to realize that until this thing is completely over, I've just got to just understand and take on board and go with the flow of the fact that my weeks will be a bit like dramatic mood changes. Mm. But as long as I take that on board and accept it, um, it probably won't be that far removed from what I'm normally like anyway. But anyway, today I'm feeling fine. Good. So I'm going to ask Pauline because I think she's, we haven't seen her for a while or heard her for a while. Pauline, are you there? Oh, she's muted herself. Okay, we'll move on. Gillian, how has your week been? I'm fine. Uh, oh, good, good, good. Good. I'm going back to what Malcolm said about um, maybe some small dramatic changes are about to happen. Then for me, it's... Um, for me, for me, it's about uh, feeling a bit nervous, actually, to going back into another life, having been settled into lockdown. I don't feel we're out of it at all. I don't feel that at all at the moment. Um, looking at the blue sky. We have to do click on your name, Nanny, then. Oh, just one thing today. Today I was a bit low, and I thought, what's the matter with you, Jill? It's because I'm so sick of having food alone, all by myself. <laughs> all by myself. So, but I soon got over that. So, who, hello, Paulie. Who are you going to have your first meal with? Oh, my family. Yeah, family meal. <laughs> Great. Let's get Pauline on. Pauline, yeah. you're still muted. You just need to unmute yourself. Bottom of the screen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I can't see everybody. I, I want to see everybody. Just I want to see everyone. Wipe the screen, like I told you, and you'll be able to get everyone on the on the camera. Uh oh. 
just needs to slide her finger. She's on the phone, isn't she? Yeah, so swipe your screen. I swipe it. I swipe it. Look, Malcolm. There's Pauline. Mal Pauline. Mal Malcolm. Pauline, listen. Yes. Just put your, just put your finger yeah. on, on, on the screen of your phone, very gently. And then just move your finger to the left or right on the screen. Left or right? Yeah, either way. Just swipe it along. Well, I see Gillian. I see... Any I've done it. Yeah, that's it. You've done it. There you go. Yeah, you see? Every... yeah, but I shouldn't see myself. Yeah, you also see yourself. Yeah, you... you see everyone and yourself. No, I, I shouldn't have seen myself. Can you see everyone else? Yeah, but I'm looking at myself as well. Uh, yeah, you, you see everyone. We all see ourselves as well. I don't want to see myself. I look like some well, um, the, the um, only umbrella. Then shut your eyes. Don Donald? Yes? Can you see me? I can. I can see everyone. Can you see me? Can you see me for real? Real, 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 real? Yes, of course. I don't look like a um, dark color cutter, do I? <laughs> you look beautiful. No, I don't. No, you're lying to me, man. I'm not lying. It's great to see you. I like what you did with your hair, too. Oh, oh I'll, I'll scratch it. Um, I'll, I'm scratching all the time, man. I don't know why am I scratching. Pauline, how tell us how your month has been, because we haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, because I don't, because you see my phone going wrong and I sat in, I can't get it in and I don't want to bother the boy because he keeps on, you see, I'm bothering him too much. And I, I'm going to save up, um, Lucy, I'm going to save up and get myself a nice little um, tablet so I get some train on it, that's all. Okay. Malcolm? Yes, Malcolm? Darling. He said yes, you're coming, he said you're coming to the shop, the betting shop in Lower Clapton. Mm. <laughs> And no, the betting shops are closed, Pauline. Yeah, but he said you're going there. When, when did I say that? No, he said so. This, this little grandson of mine, but I don't think he's think, I think he's lying. He you must don't be. Know. No, I don't anyway. know. Lower Clapton by the dead play. You know when they keep all the dead bodies? Pauline. <laughs> yes. Pauline, I don't yes. really want to talk about death today. How well, you, how's your month? How has your month been? <laughs> <laughs> have you been? Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, Father Jesus, give me strength. Okay. Do you know what? Let's... You know, my mum been. I'm gonna tell all of you. Can you all of you hear me? Yes. We we can't wait for you to tell us a story, and then we're just gonna keep going. Yes. My mum's been not very good at all. Your mum? Yeah, not not the mum. The old the the all this um palaver what we're going through at the minute now. It hasn't been it hasn't been wonderful. Mm -hmm. I just miss everyone. That's um I miss everybody in real life. Yeah, we all miss seeing each other in, in real life, that's for sure. Yes, I, I miss everything in real life because um, as soon as it's cut off, it's like we're all cut off. We have gone again. Yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't been wonderful at all. It hasn't been wonderful. It hasn't been wonderful at all. 
I don't really go much out because everywhere shuts apart from supermarkets. Yeah. And um, there's nowhere else really parks around. And I got a fever. I haven't got it that bad. I've got a fever. Well, I've got it bad over the years, but now it's calming down a bit because um, my brain's and every, every part of me is getting old now. So, um, going out now, I just feel, you know what I mean, like so all the um, pollen things. I just try to keep away from the park a bit. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, and I'm, all I'm doing is scratching all the time. Malcolm? Okay. Malcolm, my, my baby? I'm going to um, just mute you now so that we, we'll hear from yes, you. All right. All right, Donald. Donald is having the laugh at me. He missed me. I bet you. I'm sure. Donald, how's your uh, week been? Pretty good. Uh, I've now discovered that I can. Um, uh, I I grab grasses from one side of the park uh, lane and I take it over to the other side beyond behind the fence where the goslings are. So I'm now directly feeding them healthy things, and I get such pleasure out of that. Uh, and the proximity. So that's been, you know, that's that's the daily pleasure is uh, is feeding the goslings. There are other pleasures. Parents feel about you feeding them. They keep a, a, a close eye on me, but they've stopped more or less the hissing because they know that I'm I'm supplying their their little ones with with nutrition. So they're they're all pretty cool about it. It's just gorgeous. Uh, and there's now there are a couple of Egyptian uh, geese who've had who have the tiniest little little gosling and it's it's just so dear it's so damn cute uh i can't get enough of those birds and then i was watching a film uh in which somebody said uh god gave you the brains of a goose so i've said that to the geese themselves but they don't appreciate that it's an insult <laughs> <laughs> I, but anyway, I'm 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 absolutely fine. Uh, uh, feeling my usual, I can't keep up. There's always too much to do. I wish there were more hours in the day. Uh, and, you know, but that's not you know that's a good complaint. That's not a bad complaint. So I'm good. Thank you. Excellent, Gillian. How's your week been? You've done me. I've done you. Hi, Synth. Oh, hi, everybody. Oh, sorry, Gillian. I was scoffing some honey roast peanuts there. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've actually had um, a really good week because I've actually treated this as if it was a school half term and I've taken the week off of home educating. So I've just been catching up with my actual work and, yeah, just been enjoying the time, actually. It feels like a nice break from the routine we was in. Um, and I think like Donald's as well, not enough hours in a day to do some of the stuff I've been doing. So I've been really enjoying my um, time. We've been over to the park a good few times, but it's getting so busy. You would think there's a lockdown actually where I am. You really wouldn't. And to get on the bus to do shopping and it was like not even two metres apart. It wasn't even one one foot or two inches apart actually so yeah I don't know what to say about that if I could have carried it I would have carried it home but I couldn't um yeah but we're good otherwise nothing to complain about yeah it does feel um younger people have just decided that you know they want to see their friends now and that's it 
So the that is a bit worrying. Yeah, I think I, I literally an hour before before this program started, I, I received an email from from a, a female friend in in Milan, and you know what it was like in Italy, um, um, the, the pandemic. Well, they're not loosening things, even though. It, it, they're much, in a much, much better state than we are at the moment, she tells me. Um, Milan is empty, even though some of the shops have opened. So it sounds like um, the people are being very sensible and mm. not abusing the fact that it's being loosened up a little bit, um, which sort of vaguely suggests that they're going to be okay and we're going to have a second wave. That's what it vaguely suggests. Mm. If we don't, you know, use our brains, you know, uh, and if parks and places like that are getting crowded too quickly, what's going to happen uh, next week when it's going to be legal to, um, you know, what's the last thing? The last thing today that I read was groups of six are going to be okay next week. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling ominous. I don't feel bad. At, well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But I mean, uh, at the moment, I'm a bit pessimistic about it. I think I mentioned a few weeks back, about a month ago to you, Lucia, that um, no, I don't think it's just going to be four weeks. It's going to be at least two months. And I think my prediction would be right. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then obviously there's been this whole Dominic Cummings thing, which we're not going to talk mm. about. <laughs> no. No. You're no, not no, going to talk about no. it. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about castles, shall we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, journeys, in fact. So it kind of links. Um, oh. <laughs> but we won't mention Durham. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. Um, mm. So Donald suggested um, the topic of journeys and i thought we'd kind of expand it you know to be whatever you however you want to translate a journey so that could be traveling to somewhere that's changed you a place that's changed you or some you know something that moving from one place to, to another that's had an impact or it could be you know more of a mindful journey that you've gone on so going from kind of one state as in not a place state, but a uh, human state to another. Um, and, you know, that has entailed. So, Donald, as you suggested, do you want to, what, do you want to kind of kick off? Sure. Um, I, I haven't suggested a topic before because I was feeling not terribly uh, quick-brained quick about things, but... I think in light of uh, you know, the possible easing of travel restrictions or whatever is going to evolve for that, I was thinking of how lucky I've been. I, I don't think I've had a massive carbon footprint, but I have been around places because of, uh, of being a journalist, essentially, and, but also for, for my own, you know, out of, off my own initiative. And, uh, and I am a transplant. I am a migrant uh, uh, expatriate. Um, I'm, I'm a citizen of the world, a citizen of nowhere, and, um, and quite happily uh, uh, that kind of citizen. Um, and I just was thinking of, of how uh, 
or places that meant uh, a great deal, have meant a great deal to me, either in, in the long term or the short term, like Iona, which is a three and a half by one and a half mile island off the tip of Mull in, uh, in the, um, the edge of the Inner Hebrides. And I spent nine weeks there in the early 80s being the Abbey Guide and how that is my favorite place on earth. And I was thinking about grape picking in the, in the Minervois region for a week in a family vineyard and, and going to Istanbul and going to St. Ives uh, with my, my partner. And, uh, and just those, those kinds of, you know, I've had a lot of that. L Lamu, the island of, of Lamu, which is a national or inter it's a heritage site in, uh, in uh, Kenya. And, uh, how I spent, you know, 45 minutes on a beach and it was one of the happiest times of my life or going to my hometown, Minneapolis with my four legged now deceased grandson, uh, a dog named Riley. And uh, I think it would have been, uh, I don't know how many years ago, five or six years ago, this month, we went to a local park and it was one of the happiest short, you know, less than an hour times to be with that dog in the grass. I, I make that sound very, well, it was romantic. It was very romantic. We, we loved each other right then. So, you know, those kinds of things. And, and I, I like being a foreigner. I like being in, in places where, where, where I've never been. I like making discoveries. Even in, in I remember being in Atlanta with my, my then girlfriend who became the mother of my child etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh we were the only white people on this on the street at night and it was absolutely crowded it was so fascinating to be in the minority i kind of ate that up that 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 uh just what does this mean and how does this feel it, it i i cherish that and uh uh, so that those kinds of things even though i've been traveling less as i as i mature for various reasons, including uh, professional, there just aren't the opportunities. Now I can't travel, so I have to do it. Um, you know, I've got the memories, I've got the resonance of those memories, and um, and and I also wondered about the the rest of you, places you've been that have meant a lot to you and why, because I think that's what's always been revealing to me as a as a journalist. I always want to know why people feel attached to things or places and and what those attachments are. So that's what I wanted to open it up mm. to be. Um, uh, but again, yeah, as you say, Lucia, the, the journeys could be not necessarily to physical places, but to in, internal places as well. Mm. Yeah. So, so somebody can pick up the ball and, and run with it. Hyacinth. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually gonna be first for a change. <laughs> Because <laughs> I always sit down quite quietly. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to th what to think about when that was suggested. But actually, as Donald's speaking, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, for me, I, I really like traveling as well. And the last, I don't know how many years, maybe the last 10 years, I've been traveling a lot more extensively in the UK, really. Actually, and we've got some beautiful places. Um, and my favorite place is to be beside anywhere where there's a beach or the sea. But um, I think for me, when I was 
thinking how old. I think I was 26 or 27. And I went to Egypt in 2000. And I knew that was going to be a great year because I think everybody was expecting some kind of phenomenal year because of just the way it was. Um, and I decided to take a trip to Egypt. It was a lone trip. I'd never um, been further than France before or Belgium. Um, and it was with a group of like 18 to 30. So I was meeting people over there once I got to um, Cairo. And that trip actually changed my life, actually. Um, and it was not just because I saw, obviously, all the sites of Egypt and everything I dreamed about and read about. I took that the, the day after my son was two years old and me and his dad had already split up. And I was in a this weird kind of never play, you know, in this weird space where you don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your life because you kind of had it planned out and yeah feeling like I can't do anything like I wouldn't be able to do things on my own so that was actually a really great learning curve actually to travel on my own have to get connecting <coughs> flights as well stop in Switzerland um, and also to have 15 days just away from everything I knew and everyone I knew just to kind of reconfigure my life and I just came back um, just felt like a new person actually I came back with a tuft of grey hair which I still believe was my spiritual awakening that developed <laughs> in the front of my head um actually I started losing a lot of weight that had been stuck on there since having the baby my son and yeah I just started to think about things in a much more positive and interesting way and I think that was really the full start of my personal development kind of work and self-development really being integrated into myself if, it's, if it makes sense and yeah was it Egypt or was it just being somewhere else uh, do you know what I think it was um I think it was both because I think when you're in Egypt I don't know I've always kind of I'm, I'm a bit of a weird child I've, I'd always dreamed that I was actually ancient Egyptian and whenever I meditate I'm always taken to Egypt so actually being there and going in those um, you know like the Valley of the Kings going inside and down into the tombs and actually seeing all this magnificence like you, you just actually it's mind-blowing so I think it was actually both and it was also meeting some wonderful I mean there was only 10 of us in the end but 10 people who I probably would have never have mixed with all the way from Australia to like um, Spain to here um, just people very different to me and we got on so well and it was really lovely it was like um, a brand new family and about three of them I'm still in contact with now actually because they were spread across the globe um, yeah but it was a really lovely experience was my best experience I also managed and that being a very mind overweight and actually have mountain altitude sickness I actually climbed most of Mount Sinai as well with no climbing experience as well wow. so that was also something that took me out of my comfort zone you know like it's just, I tried everything actually yeah so I feel like Egypt was a bit of the making of me in 2000 <laughs> in if you're going to be made, I think Egypt is probably a <laughs> place. Yeah. 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 How about Malcolm? Um, uh, well, I, I, it, it, it's something that actually took me by surprise because I couldn't think of anything um, that actually changed me or discovered myself because of traveling um, and trying to be honest about that. Um, I suppose my reality is, in fact, I'm not particularly well-traveled. Um, 
I mean, I it, normally it's been um, via work. I mean, so I've been to a, a number of countries, but other than the beauty of some and 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 impressions, things made on me, um, I, I've never ended up being back in this country feeling, oh, I've. I've really learned something about who I am, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then what entered my mind was one 1960s when I was a student holiday, which it's odd that I don't just have images like I did with other countries far, far further away, uh, much more expensive holidays, which I'm just left with images of. This particular thing was me and two friends, um, a boyfriend and girlfriend, um, 1967, um, decided to hitch to India, which was not exactly original. Many of people that we knew and many other students were doing it at the same time. But for some reason or other, we couldn't go at the same time. So what we did was we tentatively and almost, we almost believed it would happen that we would meet at a certain point in it in India on a certain day at a certain time. So they left and went. And about three days later, I left and went, or a week later, I left and went, and hitching, just hitching via vans and buses and cars mostly. Um, and I got over, got as far as Spain, somewhere in the middle of Spain, on my way to India. And then suddenly, while I was sleeping on a bench overnight, um, it, it was very hot and it wasn't a problem, um, near a park. I was woken up in the morning by a what's, a, what's a, what's a Spanish policeman? That's not a gendarme, is it? Guardia Civil, yeah. A what? Guardia Civil, no? Isn't that a Spanish? No, I think, it, I think it's a copper. Anyway, um, or a bobby. That was in my head anyway. Yeah. He woke me up and told me that I couldn't sleep where I was sleeping. And we got chatting. And we had some really nice conversations. And he said, well, um, you know, you, you won't be able to stay there. And I explained to him I'd never any money, et cetera. Or I, I had, you know, like a fiver, I think, or whatever. Um, he said if I wanted, I could sleep in the cell. So I went to prison for that night. And <laughs> he brought me coffee in the morning and, and croissant and, and, and breakfast. And that was a really nice experience. And I had a few nice experiences on the way. I, next day, I got another lift and went on somewhere and went to some other place in Spain. And then went into a, a bistro or taverna and um, got chatting to the owner there. And um, he then suggested I could take some cards and go on the beach, distribute the cards, and then he'd feed me. Sounded good to me. You know, being the sort of person doesn't think too far ahead and is not ambitious. Um, however, I still have my friends in mind. I then went on the beach um, and distributed the cards to all the beautiful women I could see, and there were many, many, many of them. Um, then was fed and then slept 
on the top of the uh, taverna and started making friends. And there seemed no point because I was very, very happy. I had somewhere to sleep. I was being fed and I was seeing young women of the 60s all day long and it was very, very sunny. However, I felt a little guilty because of my friends that had gone on to India, but not guilty enough so that I should move until I felt uncomfortable. Well, for seven weeks, I didn't feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> and during those seven weeks, I had a wonderful time. And I learned things about myself, like, or confirmed things about myself. And that was, I actually get on much, much better with strangers than I do with friends. And that was very interesting for me. Um, and also the fact that I was right about I'm okay by myself, no matter where I am. Loneliness is not something that entered my brain for a split second at that time. Anyway, I stayed there for seven weeks. And after seven weeks, <laughs> I was going to come back home. I had to go back to college. On the way back, a car stopped for me when I was hitching. I got in. No, it wasn't a car. It was a lorry. The lorry stopped after about half an hour, picked up two other hitchhikers. Yes, they were my friends on the way home. <laughs> so there was just, I mean, we were screaming and laughing. And I mean, this wasn't, this was not hash induced. We were just in a sort of strange, happy, heavenly, carefree freedom without a sort of experience. I mean, I didn't go into details, but I had some wonderful experiences in Spain. And it was a holiday and a sort of freedom of oneself that has always been with me and will always be with me more than anything going to places like Hong Kong. This particular holiday is one that I'll never forget. Mm. Can, can I just say, not that you have to turn it into a book or a screenplay or something, but what a remarkable story. And I, you know, realizing you haven't given, you know, huge, huge amounts of detail, but it's just got such a, it's got structure. <laughs> it's wonderful. Thank you for that. And uh -huh. I assent your Egypt story as well. Did your friends make it to India? Oh, yes. They made it. Yes. Way, yeah. Yeah, all the way. I mean, seven weeks. They were there for yeah. just over seven weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we only got back to college a week late, you know. I mean, that was the other thing. It wasn't like we both thought, oh, must get back uh, to be at college at a particular time. We were both a week late <laughs> and we connected. Uh, incredible. Amazing story. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and that's apart from. No, I won't go there. Okay. <laughs> How about no. I'm sure you've got lots of. Um, Doesn't Pauline want to go? Uh, yes, Pauline. Pauline. Oh. Pauline. Gillian coming in. Um, she offered it to you. So we're talking about travel 
stories. So have you been anywhere that's blown your mind? Blown my mind? Or that's changed you in any way or that you enjoyed? I've been, I've been doing it since I was about, about 16, 17. So it has blown my mind, actually. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what's, well, what's a place yeah. you particularly remember, a journey that you remember? I remember, how do you mean, in my travelling? Yeah. Well, in my travel, it's, oh my God, I'm so used to doing it. So I don't, I'm just, you see what, look, one of the time, right? When I had to go leave here, right? I was going to travel to support my sister, right? In, the, in Jamaica, right? And um, I remember when I left here this Saturday, the plane had Bomani, the plane land in the jungle in Boston. And it was very frightening for me, shaking, my mind went and they locked me up all the time. About, I don't know, I think it was about four, 500 people was on, on board. And when, um, when it lands, you understand, in the jungle or some far place, I don't know, we was running like mad. They said, what they said to everybody, this is funny, <laughs> you know, mad. <laughs> they said to everybody, don't touch nothing. Don't touch nothing. Leave everything where in your bag, everything where it is, right? With me. I grab everything of myself. I grab the everything I'm carrying. <laughs> of course, when when it lands, you got one million dogs and fire people and all these people, right? They take me out and they lock me up in a room with about fifteen hundred men just asking me a lot of questions, and all I could have said. I didn't put the bomb on the plane to bomb up anyone. So why is it I'm there? But some people knew me from here and they was wondering what happened. But the news flash did not reach here just yet. The news flash was um, reached in the United States because there's a sister lives in the United States, right? In Philly. So she saw the news. And she saw everything what happened. And what came to her head, she said, oh my God, I want this Miss P's on that um, flight. Right? She, she didn't, she just think. But I was there and it was awful for me. And um, when they finally get to the hotel, no, everybody had food. I never had no food because they locked me up. Because they thought I was the one who carried stuff there. But it may probably people spend with my mind, I don't know, right? I know, but I don't want to say, it, you see. So I carried on. We, we left, we went to, um, when we got to this uh, state now, it's, it's so horrible to get where, you, where, you, where we're going because it was such a nightmare. There's no flight, there's nothing. So we end up going on some sort of a business flight or whatever, not. And it was in the night time. When I, we get, I get to the airport now, 
I went to the uh, manager who they are at the airport. I said, please, 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 could you give me a nice car or whatever bus to take me to my sister? She lives, she don't live in the town or the city. She lives in the country area and it's dark, right? Just in case there's someone who's going to take me away, rip me off and then do what they've got to do with me. So please, I'm begging you, right? So they go, I'm going to put you in a nice car and then he's a good driver and he'll take you there. While he's driving, he said, no, he drive and you pray. So if two of us pray, we go into the ditch. <laughs> oh my God, hallelujah. Sorry, at least. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> yes, I've got there. You know when I got there? Monday morning. Two uh, up past two in the early morning, which uh, uh, early morning up past two, right? But what goes through my sister's head, right? What goes to Shirley? Head, all she can think of that's Miss Pauline. <laughs> She's the only one. It's gonna <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so they know me good and proper, and anyway. Right. From there, I've gone to all the different places. You know, I mean, I've gone to Canada so many times. To you back to the United States a lot. You know, to all these other places, Germany, Italy. Um, I don't know, is it French? France, French? Switzerland and all these other places, Malta and all these places and all that. So now, going around to these kind of places, like, it's like... I'm, I'm educating other people, right? To tell them that it's good to travel and it's good to go and see other people, how they're living, what they're doing, and think of your life to say, well, I've got my life. I can do something with my life before it's wasted away. And one of the time I, my neighbor daughter, we always in a little head. She said she wanted to always go to Jamaica. So what I did again, I pushed her mom out the way. Her mom, they're Turkey. I don't really business where they are anyway. And I said, well, she wants to come. So what I did, I, I prayed for about a week and fast for a week and said, she's going to come. I take her back there again. That's after I take her, I take her there, right? But when I got there, I just felt like the whole of Turkey was on my head. I said, what have I done here? I stood. She, you know what I mean? She goes, oh my God, and it's so beautiful. Oh. And the hotel where I was and the guest house where I was, and she stood up there. I said, I can't believe it. See, you see, there's, when children are small, they've got... <coughs> So much ideas in the head, what they want. But when it comes to the parent, the mother, are all they've got around them, sometimes they can kill what's inside them. Wait. You're not going to go, you're not going to do it, you're going to do that. So I feel that sometime with any one of us from young, you've got all these skills in your head, but sometimes it can be killed by the parent or so. Mm. And I take her. And when I take, when I take, when I take um, Kat 
Her name is like I'll call her a cat. She's moved like a cat, but she's a cat anyway. I take her. She didn't want to come back. And the hotel where where she was or some, right? Within about three days, she started to gallivanting everywhere. It's just to show you that it's good to go out and spread your wing other places where you could get a lot more experience of or so. And the place where she was, you know what I mean, is all Lucia brothers and sisters, all the um all the, the Italians are the ones who control that place. Right? And um so I then came back again and I was elsewhere. So like going places, I don't go looking for parties. It may seem funny, looking for parties and looking for, for I go and look for other things more because I meet other people everywhere. I meet different type of people, all different parts. So where we could relate, we could talk with and they educate me and educate them. And you know they teach me a lot, and I teach them a lot. And it's very worth. It's very worth. It's very um, worth. It. I don't know. Just worthy or worth it. It's very worthy. Is it worthy? Valuable. No. Just valuable. Valuable. Yes. Yeah. I cannot even say valuable. Worthwhile. Yes. Valuable. I'm listening to the story. Yes, and it's very. Is a very interesting. Is it interesting or interesting? Which very one? interesting. So let very me come in now, Pauline. Sorry. Let me come in now. Yeah, let's go. Just yeah, but they may not. We, they may not finish. Are you put me? Okay, in carry on. Carry on. That's Are okay. You, carry on. Are you put me on, on man? Are you put me on, man? I know you are take me off, man. No, I we, don't want to take you anywhere. I wanted to carry on. Yeah. I wanted to know what happened. <laughs> I no. gave you my place. I'm happy. Yeah, Pauline, I just want to um, recap. Um, so you've been on a plane with a bomb. I'm just, yeah? Yes, yes. Taking your Turkish daughter's neighbour. No, she never went that time. No, she never. I, I was just on my own. Oh, I thought you took her with you. You didn't. No, 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 no. She's a bit, nah. I, was on my, I went for emergency. This was an emergency. I ran away from work, everything. Nah. Okay, okay. Now, uh, now let's hear Jim. Okay, I can't follow any of these exciting things. I agree with Pauline. She said it's great to go abroad, great to go anywhere, and to widen your horizon. Excellent. I'm now at the stage where I don't want to go anywhere, and it's all because of the well, for going abroad, is for waiting at the airport for three hours just to go somewhere. I can't be asked. So, going back about two years ago, it was very, very hot. Or was it last year? Who can remember? It was very hot. And I was, living, I was moving house. So I was living in somebody else's house. And I felt I had to be out of their way in the daytime. And the heat was so much. But luckily, I love a bus journey. So every day I used to take jump on a bus with my Freedom Pass any bus at all, and travel around, mostly East London, which I don't know, and um, just enjoy myself. Sometimes I'll take a cheese sandwich to eat on my travels. 
sometimes I'd take a nap and sit in the park. So I got to know loads of places in London that I didn't know. And I've never worked out the geography. And I never knew that Commercial Street was so long. I felt quite a shame. And I went on a D2 bus right to the end of its journey. There was nothing there. can't remember what it was called. And the driver must have thought I was a bit stupid anyway. He went away, must have gone to the toilet somewhere, came back and there I was ready to go back in the same route. But I saw loads of things on the way. And I just love it. I just, people think I'm crackers, but I love a bus journey and a coach journey. Well, I'll be first in the queue. Done. <laughs> Sorry, Ma Malcolm, let me just unmute. Uh, you're muted, Malcolm. You need to unmute yourself. Yeah. Julian, I'm with you 100% on bus journeys. That's been, my whole life has been mostly buses and um, trains, not tube, trains, trains, buses, buses especially. I mean, even if I don't know where I'm going sometimes, I'll get, if I don't want to stay at home, I'll get out, get on a bus, then start deciding. Or I'll get yeah. to the bus stop and then decide where I want to go. But buses, absolutely, uh, yeah. they've been they've been put down by by the public for many many years. I mean, I, I've spent my whole life on buses, and I'm with you completely. And you can go yeah. to places where you wouldn't have gone otherwise. Absolutely. In fact, often people that have a car would not go to the places I've been to on a bus. Yeah, it's absolutely too true. difficult to get to. And if you I'm know, in South often. London, I don't know where I'm in. South London is just concrete city to me. Oh, but absolutely. I am. I just look for any. Um, Anything that says North London, find my way from North. I, 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 and I have done the, the Greyhound bus from where Miami to Fort Lauderdale oh, wow. or the other way around. Wow. Oh, I'd love that, yeah. yeah. And don't forget about scary. people in London who have got cars, why they wouldn't, wouldn't particularly go to the places you'd go on a bus is that they've got to find parking spaces. Oh, it's, more a, it's aggravation. It's aggravation. Whereas a bus, you just oh. get on and get off. Boom, done. You know, um, I, I, I like going into um, on bus from buses. Is if I see it, which is started back in actually the holiday I just told you about, and that is, um, and that's been a lifelong thing. And that is, I, I, I'm obsessive if I see a door open. <laughs> if I see a door open and I don't know what it is, I'll go in. I mean, I still do that even as an old man, and it's even better now because people don't have a go at me. <laughs> you know, I've made a mistake. I can't help it. I can't go past places if I see something open. I, I, I mean, that's the only element of a cat I have. I, I am so curious. I just can't pass it. And I've, I've passed some doors. I don't mean um, homes where people live. I mean, if it, in fact, if it's something that I don't know, that, that I, mean, I, I can't do it. I mean, I'll go, stop. And I won't be able to carry on. I'll have to come back, either knock on the door, no one answers. That's not good enough. I have to go in and find out. Uh, and this happened on holiday. It happens, well, not just on holiday, but whenever, wherever I go. It can get dangerous, but it's really exciting. But the older we get, the more visible we are. Any of the, you can sit on the yeah. bus forever. No one would know yeah. we're there. That was I mean, another journey I would have talked about. <laughs> Sorry. No, go on. The other journey that I toyed with talking about, because there's so many, aren't there? But one was kind of metaphysical, was thinking about the journey into old age, which I mean, but I hate it. I haven't worked out everything about it to talk about it, but I hate it. So much. That would what? have been a journey. To talk about. The journey. What was that you? The journey into old age. Well, ah. In the middle of it, onwards. In the middle of it, onwards. Well, that's a topic for discussion because we talked about youth. Maybe we need to talk about mature. mature. Yeah, but remember, we're intergenerational. 
No, but, but you haven't got much to say. I, you know, I'm an oldie and I, you know, I can have opinions about youth. So, if, you know, if there are... Oh, I agree with that too. I agree with that too. I'm thinking that everyone needs to have a space for them. What, what has been um, difficult for you, Gillian, about it? Oh, what? I didn't want to talk about it now. Everything. <laughs> Just you can't <laughs> run for bus like you used to do. So you have to wait, wait for the bus to come to you. Just many, many things. I think, wake up in the morning, where did that wrinkle come from? Not even a wrinkle. Where did that lump of fat under my chin come from? Why is it wrinkly? Look, I'm even wearing the scarf. That's how bad it is. That's how bad. This Zoom thing doesn't do us any favours. I'm not that vain. Sometimes I enjoy it. Being old and wise doesn't work. Did you say but old yeah, and wise? Yeah, it might wise? be a discussion. But 40-year-olds say the same things. Don't they hide? Or even that, you know. Even those youngsters. I mean, it is another conversation, but um, Mm. there is this, uh, you know, people always talking about, you know, their prime being in their 20s. And I completely disagree with that. Certainly hasn't been my experience. Mm. Donald, you're about... (laughs) No, I just, a, a lot of things. I love it. You know, thank you all so much. I love hearing stories. This is, that's what this is all about. And it, and it reminds me of just, uh, you know, my own life. I, I suppose because I'm you know, considering other kinds of writing and, and not just journalism and reportage, but I can be the, the reporter on my own past experience and, and find words and, and other means, you know, performances and whatnot to, to, to talk about where I've been and what I've, what I've done. And, and so, if you could indulge me, I just want to just mention fleetingly uh, uh, fainting in Pompeii or the 24-hour uh, t- uh, bus ride to New York City when I ran away to see the female um, Elvis Presley, Anne Margaret, <laughs> my goddess, in <laughs> uh, and, and going down into the deepest human-made hole in Europe, if not the world, in Finland. And then the next year, going back to that same small town, and and somebody actually listened to me, and and they somebody made a dance for that. I was at a dance festival, and I said, "Why don't you do a dance down here?" And in the you know the deepest, it was in a mine, and and they they actually listened and did it the, the following year. <laughs> and and how um, moving and and painful it was to go to Auschwitz and see the particularly the piles of of hair and toothbrushes and, and combs and, you know, all the objects behind glass, these, these exhibitions, how, how gutting that was. And, um, and, and how, when I arrived in Paris in, in the early eighties for the first time, my first time ever in Europe, uh, a place I'd always wanted to go to because of the film funny face with Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire. Uh, and, and how I learned that, 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 the lesson of that arriving in Paris was the world is both larger and smaller than I had thought it was uh, un- until that moment. And um, in Edinburgh, every year I have, a, I, I, with my friend Alice, I've had a, um, an end of the Fringe Festival party um, in her walled garden house. And it's such a beautiful, wonderful, exhausted, non non-networking kind of party uh very genuine and we can't do it this year because it, it's not but maybe you know maybe we can do it virtually i haven't said that to her um so so i'm also thinking too about where 
you know, where do I, where would my dream place be or, or where, what would I want to have there? And I think like, like you, Hyacinth, I'm, I'm drawn and attracted to coasts and sea and seashores and all of that sort of stuff. So, so that's what I'd want to know just very briefly where, what would be your idyllic location? Mine would be by the water, which is probably why I loved Iona so much because it was so tiny and I was surrounded by water. Um, uh, you know, that small little island in Scotland. But what about you others? Where, what's your, you know, succinctly and neatly, what's your dream location? It can well, on my walk, or imaginary. On, on my walk this morning, my walk this morning, I passed a house that was so rich looking and so lovely and it was covered in trees and bushes and all sorts and I, I could smell wealth. And then it looks over Epping Forest. Would that be a house one day? Visualize it, you get it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Mike. Um, so in the 20s, my grandmother, um, I don't know if you know, but Eritrea was an Italian colony. For, and my grandmother and my grandfather lived in Asmara in Eritrea. So Eritrea is just next to Ethiopia. And they lived there and they, um, I think my dad was a baby and they had, and my grandmother used to tell me about how she, it, for her, it was her kind of happiest place and how lush and beautiful it was and how lovely the people were. And she absolutely loved it there. And so it's always been my dream to kind of go and follow that kind of follow her footsteps and um, discover it for myself. And every time I plan to go, there's because there's been a civil war for quite a long time. So every time I plan to go, it's like, oh, you can't go now because it's too dangerous. You can't go now. So hopefully one day I'll be able to go and see where she lived. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my that's my sort of journey goal at some point. We'll all be coming with you though. <laughs> Sounds great. Mm. That sounds good. Hi, sir. Hi. Oh. Um, I wasn't even, I, I couldn't think of what I was going to say, but actually just you mentioned it in the tray. I was thinking, oh my God, I know it's meant to be a beautiful place. Um, and obviously, like you said, the war. For me, in the early 90s, I worked with so many young children who'd been flown over during the war and actually were in children's homes in Hackney. So I just think, oh, they used to talk about their beautiful place and obviously they lost their parents. But um, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. But I know I'd be interested to see, my God, this war's still going on now. And you're talking about that. And I'm thinking that's 20 something years later still. But, it's um, going on and off. I mean, I think they're, they're yeah. But yeah, it's just been kind of a long time. Yeah. But my happy place is like Donald's, anywhere by the sea. So a lot of the time, I just even just go to Brighton and I'm even missing just jumping on the train, just being able to go to Brighton for the day, get my fish and chips on the beach and just relax. <laughs> I thought she said, my happy place is McDonald's. Oh, no. Oh, my. Cheers to my particular people that I get it from, yeah. And that's it. That's what I uh, that's actually, I mean, I think, I think most of us are in a sort of reasonable agreement, really. I mean, I think I don't have an, an, an ideal place, to be honest. I have an ideal 
thing that I'd like to have tried in my life, um, but I couldn't do it alone. It would have to be with a lot of people, and that's on a desert island, uh, people living alone, people in couples and, and little families, all at a good distance from each other, but all all doing different things for each other. For instance, if someone is, enjoys cooking, they'll do for cooking for people that don't like cooking. The person that doesn't like cooking, can, um, who's good at teaching children, would teach their children if they don't want to do it, blah, 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 blah. So it's a sort of communal thing on a beautiful desert island. But the main thing really for me is what Donald said, and in fact, and Hyacinth, and that is, and I think also, I think all of us, Gillian, water, water is the thing really for me. Um, and, and, and same as Hyacinth, um, this is what I do throughout the spring, which is one of the things I'm, I, I'm missing, and that is I'll just get on a, on a, on a train and, and go to Brighton or go to Margate or go to wherever, uh, as long as it's by the sea. I'll, and I still go to Southend, um, avoid the masses, but I still go there and find a spot where there aren't so many people. But that comes, I think, a lot from my childhood because um, going to um, uh, Southend was, um, for us was... Uh, um, back back in the day, was going abroad. I mean, that was our holiday. I mean, uh, it was either that, or if we were really posh, believe it or not, you went to Butlins. Um, and the Jewish thing was, um, uh, the Jewish sort of expression at the time was, uh, Bournemouth, oh! It's, 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 like, it's, it's the Yiddish, um, it's the Yiddish Miami. That was the expression. Bournemouth, Yeah. <laughs> It was the Yiddish Miami. Yeah, anyway, that was it. So we would go to Bournemouth. Yeah, the Bournemouth was the one. That was the big one. Not anymore, I don't think. It was never places like Blackpool, but it, uh, Blackpool, but it was it, definitely anywhere where there is water. And, and I would go now anywhere where there's water, uh, really. Mm. And Bournemouth is lovely. I think I've been there about six times in the last five years. I love it there, actually. Where? <laughs> Bournemouth is lovely now. Yeah. Oh, Bournemouth. I haven't been yeah. Bournemouth for a long time, no. Yeah. Too Jewish. Pauline, mm. <laughs> <laughs> where's your ideal place that you'd like to go to? Me? Um, where my mother came from. <clears throat> where's that? She came from Cent uh, is it Central Colombia, Cuba. Have you never been? Have I never been? Yeah. No, I've never been. I've got it in my head now. I've got it in my head because my niece asked me that the other day. She came down, she lived in the Midlands, and I said it to her. She said, um, oh, that would be very nice. You're really thinking far. <laughs> you know what? I always dream, I'm always doing something quick. I'm changing some, I wanted a change in some new, some money into you, not a lot of money anyway. And I show it to her. <laughs> I show it to her some US dollars. And she said, hey, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Sit down. <laughs> but that is my, that's my dream to go where she is. Yeah. And I would like to go where her mother is from. Her mother from the other side of Panama. Mm. Yes. So that is my, that's where I would like to go. Great. Yeah, I would like to, sorry? Yeah, definitely, that's definitely on my list as well, Cuba. I'm quite curious about Cuba as well. Yes, because I was in a supermarket and I was talking to a woman and I was, she explained, she, she was explaining, no, she, 
she was pronouncing my name, right? I said to her, what they was calling me when I was a little, little tiny girl in Jamaica, she said, she was there, right? That is your, but it's, well, I don't know, it's all mixed up, you know what I mean, people, I don't know. But she said, you should have gone, you should go. I think you should go there. So that's on my list. And then, um, Malcolm? Yes, darling. Malcolm? Yeah, I'm listening. You, you want to come along with me? Oh. Um, uh, Donald. Both. We, we don't yeah, have take the same, us both. we ain't got to stay in the same room. I've been to Cuba and I, I had a hell of a time in Havana. How's that for a lot of H's? <laughs> and I loved it. Uh, it's, uh, it's no good, it's no good. No, no. it was terrific. Cuba's nice. Mm. Right, people, I am going to have to have you and leave you. I need to get some fresh air. I'm... Can I just say the, the final word? Robert Louis Stevenson said, it is better to travel hopefully than to arrive. <laughs> I need to think about that one. Can I say something before you close, please? Yes. A seven o'clock is uh, on the National Theatre YouTube. Uh, a brand new play style. This house. Okay. It's, about, it's about parliament and politics and Westminster. Yeah. Just From lovely, eh? A few years back. It's supposed to be very good. <laughs> Is it on the YouTube, Gillian? 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 Yeah. Is it on the YouTube? Yes, yeah, Paulie. Is it politics? Just go to National Theatre. National Theatre. National Theatre, that's too much information, Donald. And, and National Theatre. Is it, is it to do with a lot of, um, is it a lot of politics? No, it's a play, it's just unreal. All right, because I listen to a lot to be of good politics. that's all. I listen to a lot of politics, you know that. <laughs> well, you'll enjoy this then. Yeah, but, National Theatre. Thank you, Lucia. National, yeah, National Theatre, home. Have a lovely week. To National Theatre Home. National Theatre Home. All right. I've oh, got it. Good, good. Yeah. We'll compare notes this week. Yes, I want to hear report back. So <gasps> have a lovely week. Donald. Look after yourselves. Bye. Well, Thank you very much. Bye, everyone. Bye, Saturday. Bye, Hyacinth. Bye, Pauline. Bye. 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 bye.